of us together. Look at it. <laughs> okay, let me see if the sound is good. Checking sound, checking sound, checking sound. Okay, hello dear friends. Good morning. Such a beautiful, beautiful morning. So I came to Los Angeles and this is the second time because I want to meet this inspiring young lady. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah. So last time we met and this time I want to know about your story. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> maybe you can introduce yourself to others. Um, my name is Kara Best and I am a local high schooler and <sighs> okay so I will start to do the recording so we had uh, quite uh, a long chat and uh, I finally decided this is the time I need to listen to you to let the world listen to what you say <laughs> yes so uh, this is the first time I start my podcast I want to do something I want to uh, I want to have this podcast series, Let's Dream Together. And uh, the other day I met Kara and I was just thinking, for such a young soul with so good spirit, there must be dreams. We all dream. I have my dream. Have you thought about your dream? I definitely feel my dream is to kind of experience a bunch of different dreams and to achieve a bunch of different goals. Um, I'm really inspired by my mom. Um, she really values education and kind of had this idea of like no matter how what age she's in or what kind of era of her life she's in, she just continues doing what she wants and she puts a lot of emphasis on telling me that I'm going to experience so much and I'm going to, in every phase of my life, have different kind of goals that I want and I feel like that's important at my age because they're putting a lot of emphasis in schools that like, oh, you're applying to a college, this is going to be your major and this is kind of what you're deciding for the rest of your life. This is um, your career, this is kind of like in a book if you were yeah. to choose your yeah. like your guild in Harry Potter and that's just what you're gonna be for the rest of your life or something like that and she really puts an emphasis on knowing like you're gonna have so many different jobs and you're gonna meet so many different people and you're gonna live in so many different places yeah. and it's so nice hearing her talk about her own experiences and just the different things she does and it's kind of nice because we'll just be talking yeah in like a normal like way or something and there's just so much that I don't know about her and yeah. so much I do and she's just lived so much that we could be anywhere at any time yeah. she'd be like oh this reminds me of when I lived in France and and I'll be like you lived in France <laughs> or she'll be like oh this reminds me of like my mentor in med school who yeah. who did this and it's just so interesting because it's it feels as if she's like a cat who's lived nine lives oh. and I think I definitely my dream is to be like a cat living nine lives <laughs> <laughs> so the other day I got friends asking what is your dream so I was thinking my dream is always do something curious about things for example suddenly I think about doing this podcast and then I'm doing it, doing this. And uh, 
always work with my hand. Maybe open the shop so that I can mm -hmm. put my lemon curd. I can bake lemon curd every day. I can bake cookie every day and doing things that keep me always active and keep me always, um, uh, always engaged and be happy. And the other day I see you, I really feel <laughs> that uh, you are doing something you find so meaningful for you, mm -hmm. especially what we have just uh, talked about and what you are talking about and uh, your brother's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, I definitely feel like, especially with like social media mm -hmm. and kind of just like the culture of today, we have so like, there's so many people saying they're scared to age or they're scared to, you know, grow up or, and, and they just want to stay young forever. But I'm just so excited to like experience every phase of my life and I'm so excited to be in my 30s and I'm so excited to be in my 40s and, and so on. And just like every different just era, just take it on. And I never want to look back and feel as if I regret not doing something or not trying something or not learning something or yeah. not taking this class. And I'm not afraid like, so what if I choose the wrong major? I'm not afraid to go back to college when I'm 40. I'm not afraid to go back when I'm 60. I, <laughs> I just... And also just surrounding myself with people who carry that same mentality, I feel is very important. I'm not exactly picky with who I allow in my space, but I definitely think that um, I want to surround myself with people who have good energy yeah. and who care about me and who also just have their like values and ideals. Um, figured out like me and I and obviously I don't have everything figured out but just a good grasp of like yeah. what do you value and what do you um, want in your space mm -hmm. and what do you want for yourself mm -hmm. and my best friend we're constantly talking about just like she loves the beach oh. and she's just like I cannot wait to just grow old and just be in a house on the beach and we're always just kind of making jokes like let's yeah. like I can't wait to grow old together oh. and just like like have a place on the beach and she's really into karate and I've been learning Japanese yeah. so we're like let's live in Japan <laughs> when we're just super old and just like we can go to the market together <laughs> and just like try so many different things and live in so many different places because yeah. she's also from Spain uh. so she's just been everywhere in the world and I just can't wait to like I want to travel the world and I just feel like I'm never gonna be afraid to like change or be out of the moment I feel like the most important part and most the thing that makes us human mm. and the most consistent thing in life is that we're always changing and life is always changing there's always gonna be mountains and valleys so you're always gonna go up and down and you know I don't feel scared for life to go on. I think maybe when I was younger, I was like, I'm scared my parents won't find me cute anymore. I'm scared that my relationship with my parents will be less as <laughs> I so grow silly. up. <laughs> but then I'm like, maybe I won't be this little girl, but then I'll get to have conversations with my mom and I'll get to 
come like I'll get to share ideas and I'll get to like every age is going to be special for its own reason and I'm excited to learn why every age is special yeah oh I did not plan anything and I totally listened to you and I forgot what I should ask (laughs) something I should ask is just to follow you and you are so good at thinking differently and bringing another direction Actually, this time I see you, you open up my mind talking about your experience. I just find something so inspiring to find something new, find some people new, find something that they do not share with you. But you can think back and open up something that is dogmon, that is the sleeping of your conscious bring it to life so do you have some friends that uh, think differently from you but you actually learn even more mm-hmm. or open up you for sure i always yeah. i always tell my best friend that when i met her she unlocked a part of my mind oh, because she just um when i first met her we were in middle school and it was like i was thinking about just like kind of very like surface level things and then she was just like she would come with the most like philosophical questions and stuff like that and that really got me thinking such as oh my gosh we would like some some of them were kind of silly like we would sit on the field we didn't have a lot of friends so it was just us we grew really close and we'd be like if every human being sprouted wings at the same time (laughs) would it be a beautiful thing or would people be discriminated against based on like how big your wings are what color are your (laughs) wings or would there be like laws about it you know we would just talk about stuff like that or she's also as i stated earlier she's from spain and it was very nice having a friend um i'm african-american as we can see it was nice having someone who was very aware about america from an outside perspective yes and i feel like i was raised on that outside perspective Mm. when experiencing a lot of um just kind of feeling like alienated Mm. as an outsider especially in a predominantly white town in a predominantly white school it was nice having someone else who also like i was very into politics and i was very into um kind of history and understanding why am i being treated certain ways really understanding why is the social concept like why is american society the way it is today Mm. and it was very nice having someone who seemed to be aware and kind of like it is interesting how america does this it is interesting um these different concepts but also like kind of like how lucky we are to have certain opportunities yeah and it was just nice to have someone analyze it in an out-of-the-box way when so many of us were thinking of it in an in-the-box way and even meeting um my friend isis who's gonna join us later Mm. um she's just so lovely because like she's always coming with different ideas and Mm. different questions and it's really nice to have people who like challenge your thinking Mm. and not challenge in an argumentative way but kind Mm. of make you 
think more about mm-hmm. certain things that wouldn't even cross your mind. You don't grapple with certain things on an everyday basis, but I feel like it's very, like, it's very important to, yeah. you know, open your mind up to different topics and different things and sometimes they're silly and sometimes they're serious but it's very nice like I love surrounding myself with friends and people who think in different ways and think out of the box and like um, another one of my friends Clarice when I first met her she was just a light she was just um, so positive and I think it's very easy when we encounter people like that to perceive it as naive or perceive it as they don't they're not aware of the hardships of the world but um she's asian american and i remember one of our first conversations we were talking about what it's like to be a person of color and um it's like her light and her just positive outlook on the world it's not because of any naive she can hold a conversation she's so intelligent and she's so just knowledgeable um and she just chooses to be happy and she just chooses just such a wonderful way of thinking and even for like smallest things she she opened my mind up by saying like she writes handwritten letters to people whenever she wants um to get a message across to say something whether it's an apology or an appreciation or a thank you for being in my life and i kept every single one of her letters and she even inspired me to um, start writing to my grandma and start writing to just people or understanding you know we're human we're gonna make mistakes we're gonna hurt people that's life but it's important to you know write that letter and let that person know like I understand and I'm sorry you know that's so beautiful you bring me to another thing to think that we can empower people we can influence people we can touch people and there are so many ways we can influence. And uh, it's so important to have a self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And uh, look at yourself. <laughs> look at yourself. You must have a, a self-standard or mm-hmm. discipline. I want to be good. I want to keep myself healthy, happy, mm-hmm. positive, learning. So what is your inspiration? What is your dream? How you become the day, become the way you are now? I, um, I guess this comes with a little bit of a story, but um, I think my, like, most, my hardships and the different things that have been challenging in life Um, have actually inspired me most to be, you know, to choose being positive. Um, I'm really into the concept of stoicism, which is kind of like a philosophy. I actually learned it from (laughs) my first boyfriend. Um, He told me a lot about stoicism, and it was actually a philosophy that I kind of followed for a long time that I developed on my own, but then I, I didn't know that this was something other people thought about. I didn't know it was another thing people kind of you know, and I read a book on it, and it's kind of about, like, how some things are out of your control, and instead of dwelling on those things that are out of your control, and spending so much time and thinking about those things that you cannot change, or those things that, like, you can't change how people treat you, you cannot change how people, um, 
actually you can't change the things that happen to you in life but you can always choose how you react to it obviously your feelings are always valid things are going to make you feel a certain way but after a while you can choose whether to dwell in it and you can choose not to and there was a point of time where i was choosing to dwell on it i was um, suffering from pretty bad depression and i felt very angry at the world based on a lot of um experiences that i had um when i was younger i lived in a conservative town predominantly white and i faced a lot of racial experiences a lot of um just very very young age being called like slurs or like even like friends parents saying like oh you can't sleep over like my parents don't you know or people saying stuff to my parents about me or like my family going into a new school and them saying like oh go back to Africa or um saying having problems with me wearing my natural hair in school or um calling me and my brother things like 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 a monkey or something like that it was just like really negative stuff and at a young age not really understanding that I didn't understand the history of it I didn't understand um kind of why I was being treated different and that was very hard I felt very um kind of angry because like what made me different from my peers what made me less deserving of value and what made me less deserving of being treated like a human being and um, while I didn't understand it, I still saw it. I still, like, I was learning what was happening. And um, which was always why I think it's kind of interesting today. Um, I want to study political science. And I think it's very interesting when in political, like, situations, there's a lot of people debating, like, um, should we teach anti-racism in school should we do this and a lot of like politicians saying like oh like kids are too young to learn about racism kids are too young to, to have those discussions but I feel like that definitely comes from a place of privilege because it's like some kids are too young to even know what racism is and some kids are experiencing it at those ages I was experiencing it at those ages and um you know it, when you don't educate people on it if, when you don't educate kids obviously like kids are kids it's one thing when people's parents said stuff to me or to my mom but I do have a place of forgiveness for kids who have said things to me in the past because you don't understand the harm behind it the way they didn't understand the history behind it I didn't understand the history behind it and um, there's a place of forgiveness for those kids but I feel like if you did kind of raise that awareness for those people um, it would stop in years to come a lot of other black or people kids of color from being you know traumatized and i think definitely in these spaces even the faculty themselves the teachers and stuff have said things to me and they kind of treat you like as if because you're black you're you're a criminal in this classroom in this place where you're supposed to get an education and for me education was very very powerful because that's what my mom um, valued to give me the opportunities that i have today and so I was just very angry at the world for just like, why am I being treated like this? And then later on, I, um, I was diagnosed with um, a chronic illness, chronic migraines, which isn't, it's not fatal or anything, but I have my, I used to get migraines on a daily 
Um, and they got to the point where they were so bad that I, I would be kind of like paralyzed or not kind of, I would be paralyzed from like shoulders down or like the pain would be so hard that I would just completely like pass out or something like that. And again, I was just so angry on like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, I was just wondering, I might, um, I grew up in a religious family and I just stopped being religious because I was just like, how can a God treat me this way? How could, what have I done in my life to deserve such hardship? And then I kind of, as time went on, I'm talking to my mom and, and you know, quarantine gave me a lot of time to build my relationship with myself and get over that depression. And for a while I was choosing to stay in that depression. I, I, it became a part of my identity. It consumed me and eventually my mom was like, you have a choice, you know? Like obviously your feelings are valid, the way your anger is valid, she experienced a lot herself and she understood what it was like she's like at a certain point you cannot choose how people treat you but you can choose how you react to it you can choose whether you're gonna persevere regardless or whether you're gonna follow your dreams regardless whether that's gonna stop you from wanting to do this and wanting to do that and kind of like that I think a lot of people when they hear about stoicism they think it's like this philosophy where you show no emotion where you don't care it's your feelings are still there you're uh-huh things are gonna hurt you and you know things that are out of your control are gonna come into your life and that's what life is you know life is built through those changes and that those ups and downs that's what makes us human it's just kind of about how much are you gonna um choose to let it have power over you and you can't choose what other people say to you but you can choose how much power they have over you you know and I think that was definitely um, something that inspired me you know like this is how I this was my like my self-discipline to just let myself choose happiness and let myself um, you know how can I turn this trauma into something good, you know? And that's definitely when I started getting into activism. That's when I started speaking at protests. There was a lot of Black Lives Matter protests going on, speaking in podcasts. Um, I spoke on the news. Um, just a lot of different things, a lot of incredible opportunities that um, my trauma, I feel like before I let it become part of my identity, but in one way but now I feel like I let it become part of my identity in a positive way you know like those experiences got me into activism those experiences got me into I'm in debate at my school and they're just the things that I love in talking public speaking I love public speaking and I don't think I would have been into public speaking if it wasn't for the experience I have I don't I don't think I would have been into debate. I don't think I would be into politics. There's just so many things that I love and that make me who I am that came from this. And, um, you know, it's just like, I'm grateful for all my experiences. And we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Just being grateful for all your yeah. experiences, no matter yes. good or bad. They're who, they make you who you are, but they do not define who you are. You know? Um, I, 
a little bit too much sunshine. I have a question. Mm -hmm. You can move a little bit. Mm -hmm. This is so inspiring. And one thing we are, one thing I think at this young age, at your young age, you take it as a hurt. It was a hurt. It was very, very hurting to people. But looking back, you really take the power, not letting them drag you down. And it becomes your motivation. It becomes your, your, your responsibility, your duty, that I am making a better life. I am letting people, ignorant, ignorant people, to know, to let the whole world understand that you are such a outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. Thank you yeah, so it much. It becomes such a, such a, a negative thing truly turns something into something empowering, mm -hmm. right? But that's so inspiring. And I definitely want to, um, I think it's also kind of has its ups and downs to um, take on that responsibility because um, sometimes being in being really into activism and stuff there's times where I have to I need to take a break you know like um, taking on the weight of just so much hurt in the community and so much going on which is hate crimes and stuff like that it's just like I need to understand like I'm into art I'm into so much more you know and um it's just understanding that I can also choose, like, to, like, I am my own person, you know, exactly. and there's just so many different parts of my identity. I love activism, and I love, you know, educating people, but sometimes it's not my job to educate. I feel like I was in a state where it's, like, every time somebody said something racist to me, every time someone said something offensive, I just felt so, like, I need to be the one to like you know teach them I need to be the one to you know but sometimes you just need to choose peace and I choose to go about your day and ever since I kind of learned to like okay let me like this person will learn you know it's not my responsibility as like um, a black person to have to you know be the one to teach them and because that's going to take energy from me that's going to take um that's going to affect me especially if i'm doing it again and again that's going to weigh on me you know let me spread my influence in a very positive way instead of like trying to correct racism one by one you know sometimes it's like walking into the lion's den almost and i talked to my my younger cousin who's also like getting into activism and also like kind of like me when I was like first getting into it she's just like I'm gonna like you know break the like system I'm gonna you know like just like sometimes you just gotta choose you <laughs> it's it's one by one and I definitely I want to go into political science and I want to make my change and I want to make my impact on the world um but I also want to live life and I also want to have experiences and I also want to so inspiring so <clears throat> the other day i was thinking you use your influence how much it reaches 
it's belong beyond your responsibility it's your beyond your ability mm -hmm. live the best of your life make the best effort mm -hmm. and stop there another thing I check your Instagram. <laughs> I am so inspired by your artwork. Oh, thank you. And you later on send me, maybe I will put at the mm -hmm. end, let people see. People can see her beautiful, very inspiring, and very profound art. How did you learn? Where did you learn? How did you practice? <laughs> yes, so that I can learn. <laughs> I can <laughs> improve myself. Oh, so good. My brother. You friends, right? Uh-huh. Did you take classes? Yeah. I didn't take any classes when I was in France, but I I would go to museums mm -hmm. and I would sit and I would just draw and it was in that was I think the first kind of times it was in France and New York that I first was like instead of like walking through a museum and just like looking at the art like let me sit and take it in and let me sketch and let me you know get inspired a lot of my art is kind of in a neoclassical style um so i'm like very inspired by like i like european art and i um i'm very inspired by this artist kehinde wiley and elizabeth columba and they kind of take this um european art style and they do it with um like black subjects yeah. and they like they paint black people in these just like very like luxurious and extravagant styles and I was in AP art and my concentration for my AP art exam which is we have to do 15 pieces that go to an overall theme and my theme was um, what is good representation and how should black people be represented in art and in media and it was a lot about how I felt um, just the different ways like black people represented like stereotypes and yeah. different um, things and I really each piece was kind of a commentary on like um, I have one piece that's about like femininity and how black women should be portrayed more feminine like I feel like a lot of media portrays them as like aggressive or like um, um, angry and I wanted to make art that was like black women are emotional and they're feminine and we're we're human beings you know and I really wanted my art to reflect that and towards the end of my concentration my work got a lot more personal I started doing um, self-portraits to really kind of examine my own experiences and um, my second to last piece in my concentration was a very vulnerable piece about um, my personal experience which is people like like touching my hair and stuff like that and it's um it's a piece that I, I took my own reference for it it was a picture of me and I painted it and I had my friends come I had braids and I had my friends come and just kind of like yank on my hair and then um that was just a personal piece and then I followed it up with another self-portrait of me looking very um confident and very um secure and just to show like throughout all of this um, throughout the overall all my pieces and the theme in my pieces no matter how vulnerable it gets no matter um, the subjects I touch on I'm still these subjects make me confident in who I am these things strengthen my identity and um, I know who I am and I 
I have such strong black figures in my life and I really wanted that final piece to be like I um, am in my power and nobody can take that from me and this concentration is not about how art and media takes power from us it's how we are regaining our power over time and how these pieces are made to empower black people and uh, not only we can paint art we ourselves can be a piece of art a representation of art including to be silly to be funny <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. <laughs> what is happening to your eyebrow <laughs> yeah so i love it i love it my friend is very artistic with her makeup and um <laughs> I had the idea, I was like, oh, like lately, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna experiment with my makeup. I, um, I just got out of a relationship and I was kind of always nervous to do different like um, makeup styles and express myself that way. Cause I don't know, I was scared of like embarrassing my, my ex in front of his friends and stuff. And or I don't know, but after I, um, this morning, I do this with my makeup, I just put a line, my dad, he goes, he's like, Kara, you have some like chalk on your nose. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I know. And he's like, um, so it's on purpose? Like, what does it mean? I'm like, oh no, it's just like, it's makeup. It's just to look cute. And he goes, you think it looks cute? <laughs> I know. And, <laughs> but I like it, you know? It, it, I feel like it goes with the white of my shirt and I just love like art and I feel like you know like some people are like oh like they tell women like oh you don't need makeup you're so beautiful or you don't need to do this but it's not to fix any insecurity makeup is not it's an expression it's artistic expression and I just told him like just the way like you met my mom and she was she had her makeup on and you liked that like she was expressing herself through exactly. art it's it's eyeshadow it's eyeliner it's you know it's it, i wanted to show my personality i wanted to set me apart from those around me you know perfect perfect i think can you do some walk <laughs> the real one all we can walk together let uh -huh. me put the camera the other way we have done 30, mm -hmm. 33 minutes. Good job. I will be your photographer. Yes. Look at this. I will get out. <laughs> I think. It's funny, a lot of people do compliment. <laughs> a lot of people do comment on the way I walk at school because <laughs> I always treat walking through the hallway like a runway. <laughs> but I love fashion and I love my outfits and I just I want to show them off. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs>
mascara. I love her outfit. She's just a style. Stunning. Like, yes. Icon. 